more of the Mac Voices Live panel's most important apps. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we started out with an informal holiday party, and what we ended up with was an intense discussion of the most important apps as picked by our panel members. That's where we pick things up as they are selecting their apps. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Jim, um, I would expect you to have two different apps as a developer, but maybe that's my bias. What two apps are most important for you? Well, number one most important app, it's got to be the one I've been working on developing for the last 38 years. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Wait, you have an app? Oh, tell, tell us. Tell us about this app. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. Um, mm. So, for those of you who don't know, I develop an app. It's called Panorama 10. And it's a database, so it's great for for organizing uh, data. And uh, it's kind of different from other databases in that it loads all the data into RAM. Um, oh, very fast. To, so it's very fast and very flexible. And you can do things like uh, do a phonetic search, like search for guitarist, even if you don't know how it's spelled or search for all names that are more than 15 characters long or that contain three cues in a row or something like that. Um, and, and it, it's, it's a pretty full featured app. It's got its own programming language built into it. It's got its own uh, graphics layout drawing program built into it. Um, and we have people that have been using it continuously for over 30 years. So that's I, actually know. really cool. Yeah. You must be doing something right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I, 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 I like using it. I like working on it. I still, you know, I'm still enjoying it. Um, and I think a lot of the cut, you know, a database you think of as a bit very businessy tool, you know, it's an electronic filing cabinet. But nevertheless, I think a lot of my customers actually enjoy using it. And there's some I know that are retired and they still like to tinker with it as a hobby. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but they're all, you know, there's all kinds of interesting things like the Field Museum in Chicago has a has a database of four hundred thousand um things that they have in the museum that they keep in it so it's not it's not just like accounting and you know obviously a lot of people are using it for that but it's very interesting i I heard from somebody doing covid research during the pandemic and they had a 62 gigabyte database that they were loading into ram and doing analysis with um at one point the cia was using it but they wouldn't tell me what for are you sure um well they they were having a problem, but they you know they wanted help, but then 
they couldn't really describe much about what <laughs> and it was like, well, we can't really help you. So um <clears throat> I, I've heard of it being used for DNA research and election election research. Um so that that that's definitely my most important app. Um you know that's my, my the second? thing. So I, I think you know for second um you know I could say Safari uh, I could say Xcode was another one I, I thought about. Um, that would be um, I, I, what I'm going to pick for second is MimeStream. Um, mm. wow. So um, that's an email client. Uh, it only works with Google, but that's okay because that's what I use. Uh, and interestingly, had you asked me... Um, a year and a half ago, I would have picked a different Google-based email client. That's probably in my second, and that would have been Mailplane, which was an app that I really liked for a decade. Um, and and then they discontinued it because they they said Apple or not Apple Google was not going to support it anymore. Um, yeah, last time I checked, it still works. Um, and I was kind of distraught because I was like, I really liked their. And then I started using MimeStream, which, you know, is not really officially out. It's still in beta. He's not charging for it, but it's fantastic. And actually, I wouldn't go back to Mailplane even if if they um, decided that they were going to redo it. Um, it's, it's written by an ex-Apple um, engineer who worked on Mail, actually. Um, and, um, it's all written in Swift and very modern. It's super, super fast. And I, 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 you know, I'm in email all day long. Um, and it's almost made it fun, you know, where email, you know, it's usually just a drudgery because it just gets buried in it and there's still that component of it, but. This makes it so fast and easy to go through and get rid of the stuff that, you know, I don't want. Um, so um, he is planning on starting to charge for it. I don't know whether, you know, he, I don't think he's even decided whether it's going to be uh, a subscription or a one-time. Um, but I, I know he's working on, on getting towards that. And I have sort of met him. I've been in a Zoom with him. That was Actually, because I invited him, I was like, there was a developer Zoom, and I was like, hey, we'd love to have you. And he, he has come, and he seems like a really nice guy. But I started using it before I met him or knew what, knew what he was. Um, yeah, so. I'm, I'm second. I'm, I'm with you on MindStream, Jim, because I, too, was distraught. I, I used Mailplane for years and years and years and came across MindStream, and it's like, I'm saved. You yeah. Know, it, it, it is really, really, really well done. And and I mean he he's rolling out. I'm not going to say yep. constant like every day updates, but he's he updates things regularly, adding little tweaks to features, correcting little bugs. I mean I I just feel like this. I'm not sure if it's a commercial venture or a labor of love, but regardless, he's doing it right. I, you know it 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 appears that you know he thinks it's going to be a commercial venture, which I I think that I sure hope it is. He's able to do that because it's certainly that quality. And he had told me that he has actually hired some people, I think, in India 
uh, in the last couple of months that have been helping him work on it. So to me, that indicates that he's planning on, uh, you know, making it a, a commercial venture. And it's certainly good enough. So I'll definitely be signing up uh, on day one. Yeah, same here. Same here. David, how about you? Two uh, two important apps for you. You're most too important. No, uh, <clears throat> I I'm 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 a I'm big screen capture screenshot fan, and I'm sure most of us are here are. And there's so many of them out there, and I've got so many of them installed on the machine. You know, having set up that you know, there's a couple versions of you know, like Clean Shot and a lot of others. But I I, I just still go back to TechSmith's and Snagit. Um, I find it to be a a, a very robust. Of, of all the screen capturing programs that are out there, uh, that Snagit just does meets the needs of them. I, and I'm doing screenshots all the time uh, with with markups and and be able to do videos with it and editing and you know, all kinds of different capturing, capturing uh, web pages, you know, the full size full pages, and um, it just has so many just insane power powerful tools, and it's not that expensive. I mean, I mean, I have a perpetual license for year, yearly maintenance i only pay like i think 12 or 15 dollars a year for it so i don't know maybe i got lucky but um uh, but but even if the initial license is not that terribly expensive so i i, I find that it, it's it's great and it, it, in a pinch it's, it makes it easy to edit photos and, and you know resizing uh, without having to use something else alternatively i mean there's so many others uh photo editing out there i'm not going to use it as a full-time photo editor and by no means am I the, uh, 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 good at you know, doing Photoshop or a lot of photo editing, but I, I just find it to be a, a, a good uh, uh, all-in-one type tool that I could just couldn't be without. So I think it's uh, something that's uh, that's uh, really good. Um, my my second one, to be honest, and I'm, I'm picking a browser. I mean, I've been using Firefox for a long time, and um, it's I, I I have all the browsers. I use them. You know, I go between. Edge and and I don't use Safari as much, but you, know, you have I mean, Firefox and Google Chrome and all the others. But you know, I seem to always go back to Firefox only because I just find it to be they've they've really done some really good improvements on it um, uh, over the years. Uh, some of the things I like uh, include the, the syncing of, of your. Uh, I mean, all the browsers do it, but I, I find their syncing of favorites uh, um, bookmarks are, are very robust. And other thing I like is the fact that you can go between your mobile device and uh, on with Firefox mobile as well as uh, in your browser on your Mac, and, um, and it just works. I and mean, it's it's been around forever. I know you all here, I'm sure, have used it one way or another. But I just uh, some. I, I just got nailed down to those two apps that really I, I use on a daily basis that I couldn't couldn't live without. Okay. Okay. Um, Mark, how about you? You have you have maybe a different take on a lot of things than the rest of us. What what would you say your two most important apps are? Well, first. Um, I should say that you know, looking at it, when you said your most important apps, I I immediately eliminated you know things like Mail, Safari, you know, built-in apps, and then you know related third-party apps. So I, I, I eliminated those, and I was looking at you know other things, and um, 
Then I came back and I looked at it again and you threw in that little twist that has to be sort of cross-platform. So that really narrows it down uh, quite a lot. Um, oh, I missed the cross-platform part. I'm yeah. bad at following directions. Okay. Well, it wasn't necessarily – you didn't have to be cross-platform. Okay. If, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry if it read that way. but oh, Okay, yeah. Because, I mean, what I would say is uh, on the Mac, you know, probably apart from the built-in thing, the single most important thing is text expander, period, end of discussion. Um, and, yes, it's available on iOS, but I just don't use them there for whatever reason. Um, so when I was looking at it, um, sort of uh, the thing I – one thing I use across, you know, Mac, iPhone, and iPad that is Slack. I'm not particularly passionate about it, but you know, that's the only app that you know, goes across, you know, all of them. Uh, you know, the other app, uh, you know, that's uh, really uh, very important to me is uh, uh, it's uh, it's a, it's an app called MarketSmith, and it's uh, available, you know, by subscription, you know, from uh, Investors Business Daily. And basically, it's an in-app, uh, it's an in-browser, you know, app that's, you know, I guess built on top of uh, JavaScript and you know, other web technologies. And, you know, I use that on uh, Mac and uh, iPad. And, you know, for iPhone, they have their own native app that provides the same functionality, but it's uh, it's a dedicated app instead of something running in the browser just because uh, you know, their use of screen real estate really wouldn't make sense on a on an iPhone app. So uh you know Mark Smith is great for you know dialing in, you know, searching and sorting, you know, uh on you know all sorts of stocks and mutual funds, offers a wealth of uh uh you know fundamental information in terms of you know earnings, earnings growth, you know, uh you know institutional you know ownership. Uh you know it's 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 a great tool you know for investment. And uh, for me it's uh, it's absolutely essential and it does run across uh, all the platforms. Uh, you know, going back to the platform, we do real work, you know, versus sort of, you know, sort of, you know, chair forward work versus, you know, sit back, you know, observe, you know, work like uh, phone or iPad. Uh, the other app I would say would be a tech, uh, 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 BB edit, you know, on the Mac because you know, almost anything you do, if I'm, you know, if I'm writing something, if it's just taking you know, a bunch of, you know, quick notes from a, you know, from a phone call I you know, had, uh, or, you know, I'm importing a bunch of text and I need to uh, process it. And uh, it's regular expression capability for sorting and, you know, extracting wheat from chaff is, uh, you know, is, is above is above and beyond uh, great. So, you know, that to me, that's, uh, you know, that's probably, I'd say, one of the f- few apps that every time there's an upgrade, you know, I I shell out for it uh, right away once I learn it because uh, it's that important to to what I do. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, we we go for the big finish with uh, Mr. Guy Searle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you uh, you, you made it to me. Unfortunately, uh, my two apps only work with the SunOS, so you know, kind of take that in mind. Um, kidding, of course. Uh, if you'd asked me last year, I do a lot of content creation. And if you'd asked me last year, I would have said uh, DaVinci Resolve for mm-hmm. editing video, which is so much like Final Cut that it may as well be Final Cut. But I've discovered something that is a little lower in scale 
and has some unique features that uh, really make it worthwhile. It's called Cap Cut. Uh, it's a video editor that uh, also has transitions, effects, and filters. Uh, the one thing it doesn't do really well is audio, but I, I'm sure they're working on it. The 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 one thing that really makes CapCut unique is not only does it work on your Mac, you can also use it in a browser uh, with all of the all of the same features, which is very very cool. The thing that kind of drew me to it were some of the some of the unique features. You can do text to speech. Uh, it can create captions and it'll uh, it'll generate those captions as it's hearing the audio that's being played along the timeline. Uh, there's all kinds of effects. It's really, really a very, very cool program. The other one, unfortunately, is kind of a trifecta. Uh, you you can use each one of these separately, but they work so well together. Why not? And that would be Rogue Amoeba's uh, Audio Hijack Pro, Rogue Amoeba's Loopback, as well as Farago. Um, I use I use audio I use loopback number one to to mix a lot of different sources together. I use audio hijack to capture from some of the various programs that I'm using when I'm doing a, when I'm doing a podcast to, and to kind of bring them all in. And their latest version of it has removed one of the things that used to drive me crazy, which was when you're, you're trying to put in different little boxes to do different things. You have to make sure that it was so far away from all the other boxes, or it would just start automatically inserting itself in the chain. Uh, with the new version, you can actually edit that chain. You can make that chain go in any direction that you want. And the, the new mixer box, frankly, is a huge game changer. Um, when you th also throw in something like Farago, which allows me to put in all kinds of, you know, little audio snippets throughout the program, which as, you know, Gaz can tell you that he and I are want to do on a regular basis. Um, I don't think that podcasting would be nearly as easy or nearly as fun without those three programs from Rogue Amoeba. Uh, currently, I... I, every time I've been using them lately since um, the newest version of the Mac OS came out, I've gotten a little warning that, you know, that, oh, there's still something that's not quite working right. But Run your is, updaters. Yesterday, yeah. the update came out. Oh, did it? Okay. I hadn't seen that yet. But yeah. um, they they fix those things pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, these are, are super stable programs. And when you consider just how powerful the tools are uh, built into the Mac OS, these not only complement those tools, they enhance them in a way that I I don't think anyone who's podcasting on their Mac uh, shouldn't already have these tools. And I think uh, the Rogue Amoeba team and Paul Kafarsis has just done an amazing job at uh, keeping up with the the latest Mac OSs as they've rolled out, especially when Apple has thrown in their own little bottlenecks on occasion to make it less easy than it was before. Uh, but CapCut for video editing and the Rogue Amoeba trio of uh, Audio Hijack Pro, Loopback, and Farago. Those are those are my picks. Interesting. I, I find it really interesting just the different approaches everybody's taken to naming their, or selecting, I should say, their uh, 
their choices. Um, my two choices, interestingly, I took another angle at it um, because I feel like I do so many different things with my Macs. It's hard to sort of narrow down because if you start talking about the Mac voices, yeah, there are those apps. If you start talking about what I do at the office, there are those apps. If you talk about what I do for fun, which is, you know, kind of geeky, then that's a whole different set. But anytime I sit down at a Mac and I don't have these two apps, then I just feel like I'm I'm in alien land. The first one Mark Mark mentioned is Text Expander. I mean, I just have so many text expansions built or set up that if I go to use a Mac that doesn't have that, it's like, well, what happened? Why, you know, I, I need that. Um, the other one, though, is is LaunchBar um, because LaunchBar has become such a an integrated part of the way I launch everything. Don't have to go and find a document to click on to launch it. Obviously, don't have to go to the applications folder to launch it. Just, you know, tap it. Um, similar to the way that you do uh, with without it installed, but it's so much more powerful. But the other part of LaunchBar for me is the uh, the built-in clipboard history. Um, it's just it, it's shocking how many times that you just need to remember one, two, maybe three things in a row. But you know that means you got to go 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 to the document, cut it, paste it over here. Go back to the document, cut it, paste it over here, et cetera, et cetera. With uh, with with LaunchBar, you can just select each one and copy it, and it's on the the clipboard manager and go back to your other document and just paste, paste, paste. Um, so, but, pardon me. Between those two, I just feel like I I have to have those. Um, I, if if either one of them went away, I would be seriously hamstrung. I used to so. use LaunchBar, and I'm trying to remember. I trying to remember now why I fell out of it. I don't know if they had a they had a delay or if they had an inconsistency and. In, jump from one version of mac os to another or just uh you know how uh you know apple's uh built-in safari or spotlight you know is merged you know to, uh, to be a very capable uh you know app launcher as well so um that's really really curious so how much of what you use it for is just as a quick uh you know application or document opener versus uh, some of the other functionality that it provides, like multiple clipboards. Um, Mark, I guess the, both of it, but I mean, both, I, that's just the way I launch apps. Now I don't even think about launching them any other way. Um, so I, I've, the, the two of them, the two of them sort of just fit together. They, because they both are summoned by the same basic key commands, um, which let's see, my fingers know it. Um, command space, We'll call up launch bar, and then from there I can start typing the name of pretty much anything, whether it's mm-hmm. a document or an application, and, and do it. But if I do command command space K, that brings up the uh, the clipboard manager, and I think you can set it. I have it set to the maximum. I think I have fifty different um, items in the clipboard manager, mm. and and while that may sound excessive, and you might think, when are you ever going to need that? It's surprising how many times and how nice it is to be able to go back and just run down that list. <laughs> Man, pardon me, guy. Um, run down that list and say, oh, yeah, I, I know I, I, I cut this, you know, two days ago and down there it is. 
you know, waiting for me. So I, I just, I, I see them as just one big package. I know they're two separate features that could be duplicated by other apps, but I just see them as one package and, and I just, I'd, it's muscle memory I, I've, now. Sorry. It's in your muscle memory now. Exactly. 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 And that's, that's why I picked those two because both of those two are in my muscle memory now. And if I, if I go to a Mac that doesn't have them, it's like, well, why not? You know, why, why didn't things happen the way I wanted them to? So I just solicited, oh, sorry, Jeff. I just solicited the chat bar, uh, in the chat bar, (laughs) the (laughs) chat room to see what their, uh, theirs are. So, um, hopefully they'll throw some ideas in, um, Jeff go, sorry. Um, when you picked Launch Bar, it, uh, it it actually made me happy, even though I'm not a Launch Bar user. The reason it made me happy is because the Apple ecosystem is robust enough that we can have multiple tools that offer similar functionality and uh, and have them be successful. So for you, it's Launch Bar. For me, it's Alfred. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean... It's another one of those those tools that I can't live without, and uh, and for the same reasons that you're using LaunchBar. And I've played. I mean, I've played a little bit with Alfred, and it's like okay, it's nice, but it kind of duplicates what I do with LaunchBar. What yeah. I do with LaunchBar, so mm-hmm. maybe different for you. And, well, and see, that's the great thing because uh, Alfred and LaunchBar duplicate each other's functionality in many ways. So having the tool that does that and fits best for you, I, I love that we we have choices like that. I, I, use a, I use a program called Start for that, which you've probably never heard of, but it's included on Setup. So hmm. it was free to me. And I actually have that set to be the uh, top left button on my stream deck. Oh, I've seen this. And, this is cool. Well, and I, I use it in a very limited way, but it's, it's you know, I, I wouldn't put it as my important app. But, you know, if I don't have my stream deck, and I'm like, oh, where's that launcher thing? <laughs> um and I still have command space going to spotlight, although I rarely use it. Um, the, the the one thing that I love about this, and in fact, I was gonna thinking of writing a program myself to do it, and then I was like, there's gotta be one. And this one I found I, it does it, and I I I had access to it because of setup. Is that you can you can set up um I don't even sure what they are, but like alternate names for apps, or you can put a comment on it, and that becomes part of the search. Um, so, um, for example, um, I, when I want to do VNC, I, I use something called screens. Okay. For my VNC app, but I can never remember the name screens, but I know it's a VNC app. So I just put VNC client as the the comment on it and, and, and start. And so then I just type VNC and it comes up with that. Or I can, I can type Zoom and it comes up with all, it comes up with Zoom, but I, also some other apps that don't have Zoom in the name, but they're apps that I use 
when I'm doing Zoom. Um, That's very active. cool. Um, yeah. So it has all, you know, like it has this whole thing that you can, you know, I spent a bunch of time and made a, a, a tree with folders for all my apps. Oh, it's a complete waste of time. I never, ever use that. The only thing I ever do is I hit that key and then I type, you know, I use it just like Spotlight. But the fact that I can add alternate spellings so that, you know, I can say I want this to come up with this alternate spelling. That's just the one thing I need. And it's it's just, you know, beautiful. And it's and it's really helped me to use more apps because I have apps that I would oh I know I have this app and it's what I want and you know what the heck is it I can't remember the you know what it's called or you know where it might be and so I'll just I, I just won't use it um, especially little utilities and now I've got those so that I can I can put in a an alias that I can remember that mm-hmm. yeah. so um, there. Barry in that chat room says, as a graphic designer, he spends most of his workday in Adobe InDesign and Illustrator. And yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Brian, this is interesting. Brian says his top third-party apps would probably be Bitwarden and Discord slash Slack. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) which, Which one, Jim? Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) hey you know that but but like jeff said this is the great thing i mean we all we all take this tool and use it and you i mean jim you have a a launcher that suits your your needs launch bar suits mine alfred suits jeff's now there's there is no right or wrong here no it's it's just how you're looking at it (laughs) and and I, i i use slack and discord a lot which is why i'm saying i'm sorry Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but so we, you're we in can that. all agree on bartender, right? Yeah. yeah. Can't yeah. can't survive without bartender. Yeah. And that's also um, in setup. And Mark, Mark is doing. Do you even in, in use a, a computer, Mark? <laughs> in fact, I, 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 I no, I, I use an iPad, you know, Jeff. <laughs> ah, <laughs> what's a computer? I'd, I'd be tempted to put setup as you know a candidate for important app. No, I, I, I want stuff to be clean, you know, apps and things open up. I, I don't want them in the, I don't want them on on the bar. I don't want to, and to me is, you know, bartender <laughs> is a space to much, a, a place to more manage more stuff. I don't want, it's like public storage. It's a place to put crap that you don't want. It's, you know, it's, it's a step, you know, two steps in the wrong direction. So uh, do you know what bartender is Mark? I do. I do. I do, but I don't have a need for it, it's, Jim. It's so you can get stuff out of your bar and make it. I know, clean. but I don't want it. I don't want a lot of stuff in the bar anyway. You know, I mean. Well, the stuff goes there. Okay, I select what I select what I allow to go up there, and there's very few precious things. Okay, so you, the last thing I need is another app to to hide this crap I don't want in the bar in the first place. That's like public storage. You know, throw the stuff out. Don't don't rent a storage place to hide it. You know, so you don't see it. Jeff, so, so the answer manage- to your question is no. We cannot yeah. all agree on bartender. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> you know, you think you know someone, and then this happens. After our panel picked two of their most important apps, the discussions shifted over into just important apps and useful apps that supplement what our panel members already picked. 
So that discussion continues in the third and final part of what was supposed to be the Mac Voices Live holiday party and turned into one of our better discussions. That's next time on Mac Voices. I will see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.